in a world full of movie trailers. One podcast breaks them down. This is Trailer Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of Trailer Breakdown. We are here at the remote Random Chatter Studios in New York. Not not New York City, more like upstate New York, like farmland, basically. We are out here at Tim's house. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm having a great time. I'm happy that you guys came to visit me. And uh, we're hanging out here in my kitchen with uh, Eric's recording studio in a box. Yeah. And Lou. And Lou. And Lou. Lou, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was just wondering why two of us don't have hair and one of us does. One of us didn't follow the memos. Well, you know, I I suppose my follicles are a little more energetic than... uh, Tim, we got a razor here, right? You hold them down, I'll shave them. Okay. Uh, I told you guys, start a GoFundMe page, and if it brings in enough money, I'd do it. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that can still be a thing. I will even, if if people do a GoFundMe page and it raises enough money, I will actually travel back up here to New York and let you guys record the shaving of my head. All right. That sounds good. Exciting. Yeah. We'll call it a fundraiser for for me, like it's it's fundraising for my bank account. But oh no no no, that yeah. goes to the random chatter coffers. No no no, no, it's my hair. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll pay for the razor and the, and the shaving cream. Oh yeah, I mean the random chatter network paying for the razor and shaving cream. I'm okay with that. I'm sure I probably have an old rusty razor somewhere. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I thought given that. This is a special episode, and we're all physically here in the same location. Why don't we tackle some some bigger trailers and a uh, larger quantity of them, make them a special edition episode here. So in this episode, we are going to tackle Joker, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, Knives Out, and Bad Boys for Life. So Sounds let's, good. Let's start this out with Joker. I believe that's the first release out of any of these. We've got, uh, you know, I, I should pull up. I feel so unprepared. Let me pull up IMDb here. I mean, you should. We've all been getting ready since about 8.30. Well, you know, we like really should now. have recorded like right at 8 o'clock when I was. Uh, Still sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, I don't do the whole good morning thing very well as you two learned the hard way. We keep learning that over and over again. I know. I keep yeah, reminding we, you. We, we record early with you on Saturday mornings. Yeah, but I'm not as bad as when I'm literally first crawling out of bed and walking around. And you're like, oh, good morning, Aaron. Come <laughs> when I'm at home, I at least can put on a happy face or something and pretend. All right. So we have Joker. Joker. Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Zazie Beats, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Yes. From Deadpool. Some uh, Bob DeNiro. I don't know who. No, he goes by Robert. Robert. Oh, no. Got it. Is, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark Marin, Francis Conroy. Don't recognize any of the other of these actors. So. This is uh, a movie about Joker from Batman, except it's not about Joker from Batman. 
It's about Joker. Is it though? This is my issue with this movie is that it's a movie about a guy who becomes a serial killer after a mental breakdown. And then they're like, well, how do we make it make more money? I know if we used an existing franchise, why don't we just say he's the Joker from the Batman stuff? And then the movie will be successful. <laughs> like if you take away the Joker, I, I made this point on uh, DC talk as well. If you take the Joker name away from this, nothing the in the movie, movie. changes. Yeah. Nothing. Right. At least as far as we know, because we haven't seen true, the movie. But there have been a lot of reviews out there, which, by the way, have all been almost unanimously positive. Yeah. 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 Um, this thing's won awards already. Yeah. Yeah. It won Best Picture at the Venice Film Festival. People mm -hmm. are talking uh, Oscar contender. But again, you take Joker away from it. And even all the reviews and stuff basically seem to agree. There's just zero reference. Other than the fact that it's in Gotham City, there's zero reference to anything Batman related. And you could just change mm. the name of the city to yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and that's a huge mistake in my my thought process. I mean, we don't need this as a Joker movie. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, the act the actors look great doing it. I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, this trailer, I think, this is the second trailer that we're covering. Um, there have been two trailers. I think this second trailer does a better job of selling the movie. The performances mm -hmm. look great. They do. And we get a little bit more information about why he's struggling. And, you know, apparently there's some kind of an issue between him and his mother. I assume her health is failing. And, um, you know, and he's trying to make a career out of being a clown or stand-up comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah, and then he... Comedian, yeah. Right, and then ends up doing the clown thing. Like, it just does. still doesn't quite do it for me. It just seems like, okay, so we're watching this guy spiral out of control and then he's a serial killer. And then what? Yeah. I, so yeah, here, here's the thing. I, I was excited about this movie when they announced it. And then when the first trailer came out, I just didn't get it. Yeah. And then this second trailer, I agree with you guys that it does a better job of selling the movie, but it's still not selling it to me. Yeah, um, it's it's not connecting with me. And like you guys said, if you take the the Joker concept out of it, it still kind of seems to just be the same thing. I mean, mm. the the trailer alludes to the fact that like he builds almost this fan base that of people who are wearing clown masks and doing anarchy type of things right i guess and committing crimes and such so you know he's building this following i don't know that he's in control of this army using air quotes um or if people are just kind of embracing the concept of the joker i i i don't know i mean that still has kind of to be revealed in the movie and that might make things a little bit more interesting yeah, I'm sure that there's content in the movie that's going to make it yeah. appealing. Um, well, let me ask you guys this, too, because I don't know the backstory. I mean, I know the backstory of Joker, but not, like, detailed level stuff. Which one? Okay. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys tell me. So so how much is known about Joker's background, you know, his origin? Mm -hmm. Is there one canon line that follows no. up to where he... Okay. <laughs> DC has done... Uh, 
not the greatest job of uh, maintaining continuity. Um, there Which was is fine. The, yeah, and, and that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine to tell different stories and have different origins and such. I mean, we, so they had we the crisis, pretty regularly. Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. where basically it was a big situation where, there, oh, there's a multiverse, and there's different versions of the Flash and different versions of Superman and etc. And then they kind of had this big cataclysmic event where universes, I guess, were being destroyed or something. I didn't actually read it, but I, I know a little mm-hmm. bit about the storyline. And trying to bring it all back under one continuity. But then over the decades, that kind of okay. still went back to the way it was before again. So uh, Joker, we've had everything from he's the guy who killed Batman's parents to he wasn't the guy who killed Batman's parents. To, um, I mean, there's just been a lot. And I don't know what the current continuity's representation of the Joker is as far as an origin story. Nor do I. Okay. So... And that kind of strengthens the whole argument of, you know, you take the name off this movie and is it the same movie or is it, you know, does it add right. anything to the Batman mythology? Is it add anything to that world? And I don't think it's trying to add anything to the Batman mythology. I think that's the point. But then why right. call a Joker? Well, because you know, that, that's money. The thing. Exactly. Yeah. Besides that, who cares? I mean, well, it certainly wouldn't do anywhere near what it's going to do with the Joker name attached to it than it would without. Well, ironically, I think that calling it the Joker gives them some creative freedom because they can go to Warner Brothers and say, no, 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 it's the Joker, so it's supposed to be this violent, and it's supposed to be this messed up, and it's supposed to, like... To an extent, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that it probably gives them some creative freedom to kind of push the bounds a little bit, because if you're going to make an adult version of the Joker story, it's obviously going to be crazy and over-the-top and dark and violent. So if they didn't have the Joker movie on it, I imagine the movie probably wouldn't get made because people would... Yeah. Say, well, why yeah. do we want a movie about a guy who, um, I mean, it, my understanding is that the social story going on here is kind of the whole, you know, one percent versus mm. the people who are struggling sort of thing, and then you turn to violence and stuff like that, which is going on in not just our country, but it's been going on in other countries and such as well. It's a bit of a dangerous story for a studio to tackle, but if they can put it under the umbrella of the Joker and variations of that story have been told throughout the Batman lore, uh-huh. it gives them a safety net yeah. against backlash. And there's actually already been a fair amount of, of social backlash about the premise of this movie. Right. Uh, basically along the exact same lines that you mentioned. It's, it's, right. it's too violent. It's, painting mental illness in a negative light. Um, you know, it's a, a almost kind of a, 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 a perverted means of like a white privilege entitlement thing, because if it were a person of color, then they would be vilified. But when it's Joker, who's a white guy, Yes, it's a villain, but people are he's he really becomes more of like an anti-hero or at least in his own movie. He's the protagonist um, kind of of concept. And so people are like, well, we shouldn't be forgiving the mass murder thing. And then you're looking at current events. And right. But I think that's kind of the point of the movie is that it is in a way making a social commentary using a character that already exists and and using one of his potential backstories to to make that point. 
Yeah, and that's another thing that we talked about on DC Talk a few episodes back. Um, Mike posed the question of, you know, how do we feel about that aspect of this movie? And I, I wouldn't mind getting your thoughts on it, too. And again, I, we're, we're straying a little bit outside the trailer specifically, but my take on this was it, it depends on how they portray the protagonist. If it's a cautionary tale, mm-hmm. then I don't necessarily have a problem with it. If they are creating a a down and out hero who rises up from the ashes to beat the system, and yeah, his methods are maybe a, a bit over the top, but I mean, hey, it's just a movie. Then I think it starts to get into dangerous territory. I am not the type of person who blames movies and video games on violence and things like that. Right. But we are finally getting to a point where we are starting to take mental health issues seriously, at least here in the United States. And I say starting to, like we're Mm -hmm. still not where we need to be, obviously. Lots of stigma still. And And Mike was asking about, you know, in the context of gun control and stuff like that, and he didn't want to turn it political. And I said, well, that's okay, because I think that if you remove, like people, some people are on one side of the gun control issue and some people are on the other side. But if you remove that, everybody still seems to think that there are also mental health issues going on, whether you think it's solely a mental health issue or it's also a mental health issue. I think most people agree that there are mental health issues that are not being addressed here and that the people are then tipping over the edge and and doing whatever it is they're doing. Normal people don't strive to be mass murderers. Right. That's by definition that there's something else going on there. So I'm really worried about, how they portray him as a protagonist. If he's a hero of the story, I have a big problem with it. If it's a cautionary tale and there's a significant consequence to him for his actions. And I don't mean him getting locked in a jail cell and then laughing maniacally as the camera pans out. Either. Right. Like if there's a serious consequence, I'm yep. okay with it. I don't imagine that's going to be the case though. And that worries me a little bit. The, the the core of the Joker character is a tragic character. And it certainly does seem that there is what we're seeing in these two trailers, that there is a very strong element of tragedy. Absolutely. Um, they're using they're showing tragedy as, you know, he gets beaten down, then tragedy becomes a motivator for him. And we don't know what that third act looks like. And that's exactly what right. you were saying, Eric. I mean, right. we we want to see what the resolution of this story is. And, and yeah, I, I don't think that he should be essentially made into a hero in the end. I, I think yeah. we need to see the closure of a tragic story. It, it is a tragedy. Well, I don't think you can see a closure of it though, because I mean, he, this character goes on to become the nemesis of Batman. So, you know, he's got to, whether he's locked up or not at the end of the story, it's got to be a tragic ending to him, but it's not really an ending. It's a tragic midpoint. See, I I, ag- I agree with that. But then we're back into the concept of at what point do you have to rely on extracurricular content for this? I mean, the story has to stand on its own as a movie. Yes. If you're then going to tie it into a Batman movie, so be it. But this has been billed as a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are begging for a sequel already, apparently. But... This, uh, 
the intention of this, according to Warner Brothers, is to not tie this movie into the Batman mythos. Batman will not show up in this version of the timeline. And I'm, I'm glad about that. We don't want Batman in this movie or even hinted at in this movie. Right. We want this to be his story of what created Joker, right? Yeah. But if then the result at the end is to, okay, so now he moves into that. I mean, I so Batman and Joker that story is so ubiquitous that I guess you don't necessarily have to have a follow-up movie to get it. So I yeah, guess I mean, like, that's you know point, right? where that happens. So they right. end this movie at some place where it's tragic for the Joker, but it doesn't make him the hero either. I mean, I see what you guys are saying. You don't yeah. want this to be, yeah, I'm team Joker at the end. You know, right. He's a bad guy. And, and this is what happened to him. This is why he became a bad guy. Um, I, but you know, you, you mentioned. I, I wish I could remember what you said. Second movie, you said something at the point where I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the reason why you don't need this to be a Joker movie. I can't remember what you said, but it was something to the effect of, it, it's not part of the Batman mythos or it's not mm-hmm. part of that story. And I'm like, then why make it as part of it? I mean, you're, right. you're putting the Joker tag on this movie. It's inherently part of the Batman story now, right? Well, I mean. Yeah, except then there's a separate Batman movie coming out later that is not at all tied to this. Right, but I mean, the character of the Joker, but, over the yeah. end, and I am not the DC guru, but mm-hmm. the character of Joker, you can't say Joker without thinking of Batman. Right. Well, that's True. kind of my point about this whole thing, is that they're kind of yin and yang. Of all of mm. the Batman's rogue gallery, Yeah, Joker is the antithesis of Batman. Batman <clears throat> is super serious all the time. Joker can't take anything seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just... It's a very yin and yang thing and removing one of the two elements there. I mean, you can have Batman without the Joker, but I have a hard time seeing Joker without the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. The, the premise, I forget, was it one of the movies? And it's certainly a few of the comic books. Joker tells Batman, you created me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of true. I mean, there's an argument that Batman being in Gotham city is what created some of these different villain characters. And so right, right. when you remove Batman entirely from it, as if Batman doesn't exist, so it's not like Suicide Squad. Well, Batman was in Suicide Squad, but if you remove those parts of the movie, it's not like Batman exists there and we're just not going to show him in the film. In this, it's like there is not a Batman. Right. It is a normal city. It's it's Chicago, or it's Atlanta, or it's mm-hmm. New York, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is no Batman. There is no Joker. And this is the creation of the Joker. But there are no superheroes in this. Right. And this does fine. not take place right. in a superhero yeah. universe. Yeah. And again, that can be fine. But then, to me, it feels like a little bit of a money grab to put Joker on it. And yet, I get that it's also not. It's a more artistic telling of the Joker thing too. I'm, I'm a little more worried about the social commentary aspect of it, honestly, because mm-hmm. our system is broken. And so here is a representation of someone fighting back against the system, but they are unequivocally doing it in the wrong way. Right. I'm a little concerned about that being, uh, what's the word? Celebrated. I guess. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to have that's evil exactly or bad guys celebrated, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But now, you know, let's bring this back to the trailer for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, overall, I was not 
enthusiastic about the fact we're getting a Joker movie. I mean, I didn't right. think we needed one. I nor, didn't, nor I didn't care I. about it. The first trailer, I was like, meh, still don't want to see it. The second trailer, I mean, take apart the take aside from the stuff we talked about a minute ago about the Batman and Joker interaction. The trailer works to to say I want to see this movie now. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. The acting yeah. looks phenomenal. It the, does. The, the visuals look really good. You know, I mean, the, the stuff of him like on the stairs. I mean, the imagery looks really, really well done in this in this trailer, and I want to see it. I just I'm just concerned about how it fits in everything else. I just don't yeah. you know I don't see that part of it, but. A lot of the praise for this movie comes from the craftsmanship of the film. Yeah. Yeah, see, and and Lou, I'm the opposite with you. I was very excited about this film when it was announced, and the trailers have not really sold it on me. Hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. So so the image, you know, I'm talking about the imagery in this trailer. You didn't find that? Uh, This trailer was certainly more intriguing than the first. Okay. Uh, the, the story elements that it brought out for me, I, I definitely appreciated more than, than the first one, okay. but yeah, overall, I just, I, I don't know. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm totally cool with the premise of, of DC doing more of a, uh, standalone type of methodology versus right. a big universe building methodology like, like Marvel's doing. Uh, I think that's cool. I think it's a great idea. They it, because trying to connect things can have a lot of difficulty, and the further you get into it, there's a lot. There can be a lot of issues with it and that kind of stuff. So I mean, I'm totally fine with that. I just I don't know. I'm just not sold on it. I I this, may or may not see it. This trailer makes me more interested in it. Um, I've always been fascinated by psychology, mm-hmm. and. This trailer makes me appreciate the depth of the inner conflict that the character is going through as they're portraying it in this movie. So from a curiosity point of view, I'm interested in how they portray the psychology of this character in this film. And so Mm -hmm. this trailer does make me more interested in seeing it from that regard. As a diehard Batman fan... I don't want to say I'm against the movie, but I'm pretty darn close mm. uh, in part on principle and in part just because it does not look interesting to me as that kind of movie, but as kind of a psychological downward spiral of, of somebody who um, is so broken that they've lost it. They can't function anymore. Um, it intrigues me and it makes me very curious. And so I'm interested in seeing the movie for that reason. But it has nothing to do with the Joker label. Mm. Oh. And I think that's why I'm not interested because there isn't a big Joker label to it. Right. You know, I, mm. yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else on that before we move on to the next film? Uh, you know, just one thing, and this probably could have been handled more in behind the curtain than in here, but I'll bring it up right now. One thing I'd like to see us add to this show is as we do these trailers, mm-hmm. do we want to give not really like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but a does the trailer work for you as in does it make you want to see the movie or not more or less than it did before you saw this trailer yeah yeah i think, I, I think that that's something like, like that um and to what i was just saying i think that it does in this case okay. like this I, makes me okay more interested in, yeah I'm, I'm as well i think so yeah. too I, I think at the end of each one of these segments we kind of wrap up with yeah yeah that's what we should be know. doing yeah okay. uh, but in, in tim it sounds like no not so i'm much. not you're I'm less not interested now yeah 
Okay. I, I probably won't see it in the theater. I'll, it'll be a, a home viewing for me in the future. Okay. Okay. I, I may see it in the theater, but it would be as much uh, a reason for me to get out of the house than it would be to, you know, I don't support piracy at all. If I did support piracy, I imagine I might go that route on this one, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't support piracy. Sure. So I don't, condone that or recommend yeah. and, people and, and do for that me, i think it works as a trailer whether i see it in a theater i don't know i mean it, yeah. it's a timing issue it's a you know do i want to spend the, the money on it in the theater i don't know right but it works as me wanting to see the movie I'll so for me netflix definitely theater uh, not sure purchase when it hits itunes uh at least maybe a rental okay. i think i could handle i don't know it, no, no, what about the guy in the, the streets theater, in new york city with the table the video tape oh yeah definitely <laughs> you gotta support your local businessman yeah, you know yeah. i mean that, that's part of the point of this movie right it, okay <laughs> moving along terminator dark fate mm -hmm. so so we had the original terminator film way back in uh lou you're old when was that wow wow 84 maybe 84 okay uh, yep, very good. Hey, I all right. I'm I'm very proud of you. 1984. Then we had uh, Terminator 2: Judgment Day in 1991. Yep. We had Terminator 3. No, 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 wait, wait. This is Terminator 3, right? Isn't this? Well, kind of. This, this, this is, is Terminator... this is the sequel to Terminator 2. This is Terminator oh. 3 2.0. <laughs> there you go. Not at all confusing. No, we not at all. Used to have what is now Terminator Legends. We used to have yes. Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, which eh, I, I thought it was, was, okay. It was I, okay. I was I was good with it. it I, I liked okay. it. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was definitely a step down from what we had. From yeah, that was the one with Claire Danes, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was, I accepted it. Uh, Terminator Salvation came next. That was the one with Christian Bale, Sam Worthington. Then we had Terminator Genesis in 2015, and I did not see that one. Isn't that the one? I've seen bits and pieces of that one. With Amelia Clark. And see, I'm a big Amelia Clark fan. I'm going to have to go back and watch She was that. in that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, didn't she play Sarah that, Connor? She did play Sarah Connor, yeah. Okay. The, the, that was the one with the whole Google as Skynet thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know Google that I've ever saying, seen that. But it gave you that Google either. feeling when you're watching it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that one, I think. But um, mainly because of Amelia Clark. <laughs> uh, so all of those are getting wiped out, though. This movie is picking up the franchise back after Terminator 2, which I have to say, in a meta sort of way, fits the storyline for the, because it's like they're going back in time and restarting the movie <laughs> yeah, franchise, yeah, okay. which is what the movie franchise has always been about. Yes. Going back in time and changing things. Yeah. So you, well, you can't know, really complain too much does, about that. It does get sticky, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing this actually. Cause I didn't like three that much. Salvation and Genesis were, you know, they were Terminator movies, but yeah, wasn't my favorite stuff. But having Cameron go back and now being involved in this. That's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. James Cameron is um, writing and I want to say producing it. And Tim Miller is directing. Oh, yeah. 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 
And uh, let me pull up what he's done. Deadpool. Obviously Deadpool. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, that was a, a series of Yeah, stories. yeah, he did some right. Love, Death, and Robots stuff, which I love that series. Uh, let's see. Oh, he hasn't directed very much. In fact, Deadpool is the only other big movie he's done. Um, that, Terminator, Dark Fate, Love, Death, and Robots, that one episode of that short. Uh, Rockfish and Aunt Louisa. Okay. So, yeah, not not very much there, but... I don't know. They're rebooting the second half of the franchise. So this is going to pick up after Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The trailer looks pretty good, I thought. Mm. What did you guys think? I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the second the second trailer came out, what, Friday or Thursday, is, um, you know, action-packed, good visuals, some some new Terminator tech, which looks really oh, <laughs> freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, which, which adds to it. You want to see that new tech coming out and in new ways they can, you know, kind of try to kill the human race. Um, yeah, overall, I think, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this trailer so far. And we have the return of Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and also of Linda Hamilton. Yeah. And Edward Furlong. Ah, that's right. Who played John Connor in Terminator 2 mm-hmm. is back playing John Connor in this movie, which is really cool. So I like that they cast him in it. Uh, I I am loving this trailer. I'm so excited about it. Terminator 2, I thought, was just an absolutely incredible movie. And I love that this is picking up from it. And it almost seems like it's in the not too distant future after Terminator 2, kind of, where they're they're picking up on it. Um, aside from the fact that, you know, Arnold and Linda and uh and 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 Ed Furlong are older. Yeah, uh, but I'm not, it, I'm not clear on um the timeline. I mean hopefully the timeline is like current so that they age appropriately and it yeah it looks I got like the impression, that. Yeah, yeah, that some more time had passed then. And it, so we are past what was to have been judgment day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then things are still kind of falling apart. So, and then we have uh, Mackenzie Davis, who's in it, who's playing Grace, who from the trailer appears to be. She says she is an enhanced human, right? Uh, and it seems that she is sent from the future again. So, kind of similar plot lines as they as they've been doing with this, yeah. right? So we don't know really what the nature of her character is. Is right. she? I mean, maybe even a hybrid. Human Terminator. We don't really know. Yeah, that. yeah, and you know, I don't want to know at this point. Right. I, I don't, I we don't see that. I want to see this unveiled for us in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they included some of that in the trailer because it happens early enough in the movie that it doesn't spoil the movie. Yeah. Um. I think that this trailer has some interesting story points, and then also some really good-looking action scenes. Yeah. And that, to me, that's what the best parts of the Terminator franchise have always been about. The reason mm-hmm. I prefer the second Terminator movie is because of the entire franchise so far. I thought it had the most story mm-hmm. and it had the best action scenes. Yeah. And it was kind of a combination of the two. And I like movies where you get good action scenes, but there's also a legitimate story going on, like The Matrix and, and mm-hmm. movies like that. This seems to be 
that sort of movie. And I think the trailer did a really good job of selling us on both the fact that there is an interesting story there. They're doing new things with the story yes. that we haven't seen yet. They're with great just, callbacks, too. Right. The callbacks are there, and they're not heavy-handed. Yeah. We're doing something different than we did before, whereas they could have just done the same thing but in a different direction. This yeah. is something different. Yeah. And yet, not only do we have the story elements, we've got some really killer-looking action scenes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this trailer really sold me. Yeah. I mean, Linda Hamilton is still a badass. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Arnold kind of seems to take, again, from what we see from the trailer, almost like a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi role in this where he's, uh, he's, he's not in the middle of the action. He's a mentor, you yeah. know, he's a helping hand, but yeah. he's not hands on. He's not a father figure. He's more of a grandfather. Yeah. Figure. Yeah. 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 Um, and I love Linda Hamilton using the I'll be back quote. I think uh, that to me, that was kind of, that was a little heavy. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, when you said, I love like, that. It was good. I, I love it, but that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there will be a lot of people who like you will, you know, they're going to say, Oh yeah. And the rest of us who are, Oh, whatever. Yeah. But no, for the rest so to of us, me, that's a great the moment. rest of the trailer yeah. worked well enough that it that's did. not going to bother us. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like the whole movie is going to be nothing but callbacks, because that's the other thing you kind of worry about sometimes, too. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, we wiped out, what, two thirds of the uh, or six <laughs> percent of the old Terminator stuff we have. Now. We only had the first two to go by. Mm-hmm. There were what, three, three movies. So five movies total so far. Yeah, so, so we're so we took getting out rid of 60 percent. Right mm-hmm. now. At the end of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um, what what do we have left? We had, I mean, Terminator sunk into the... Uh, yeah, molten, so it's just Sarah and yep. John Connor. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we need to have a plausible explanation for how we got old... Um, Arnold. Arnold yeah. in this movie. We need to know where this new character that Mackenzie, what's his name, is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another new Terminator... That we see drop in, yeah, right in this that's, trailer. That's the which the is, antagonist. Which is cool, you know, well, of course, you know, every time I see that now, I always think back to Deadpool, superhero <laughs> landing, superhero landing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so played we, by Gabriel Luna. Okay, yep. yep. So we yeah, know where yeah. these three come from. I mean, I'm and I, I'm not concerned with the term, the new Terminator. I'm more concerned with Arnold and Mackenzie's character, where they, how they get here to be in this timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's really the one thing they're going to have to explain for all of us is how we get from preventing judgment day to, okay, it got prevented and yet things still fell apart. So was there another judgment day? What happened? Because now that we've splintered off into a new timeline, something in that timeline still happens that there's a problem. And then how does Sarah Connor find out about it too? Not just that, but like she's obviously still been prepping and and all of that. Is it just paranoia that something could happen because in this trailer, it looks like she knows there's stuff going on. So how does she find mm-hmm. out about whatever's mm-hmm. happening, too, mm-hmm. prior yeah. to having a Terminator sent back? Because yeah. they come back to kill you, you know, they shoot you in the head. They don't give you a big monologue and, you know, yeah, here's right. why I'm coming back to kill you. And even if they did that, you're still not walking away yeah. from it. So something had it's to happen. It's not a James Bond movie. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Be, be, because, you know, we've in this trailer, we find Arnold... As if like he'd been living as a hermit in a cabin in the woods somewhere, right. and they go, they open the door, and she's like, "Where did they kill him?" But Again, like, very Obi Wan Kenobi. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, a good so analogy. It's like how, yeah, how, where did Arnold's T one thousand come from when right, at the right. end of T two he was melted, or T eight hundred, right? Eight hundred. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're so, right. So, 
you know, but you've got him, and then you, you took something away from this, and I'm thinking like that was only in the director's cut version of Terminator Judgment Day, where they flipped a switch in his CPU for learning mode, and clearly mm-hmm. his character in this trailer has been around and is not just on program to kill John Connor. Right. right. Um, he is self-aware and learned mm-hmm. and, you know, and he's living now. as a quote human right. on earth. But that part of that story was only in the director's cut version of judgment day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another good point. So if he's living as basically a hermit, he doesn't have a mission necessarily. So he must've come back, completed the mission and then, like you either shut down or you keep going yeah, or didn't complete it and is or, now turned. Yeah. But if he didn't come home, well, so yeah, it depends on what the mission was. Oh, true. It could be, so yeah, if it could was be a heroic mission of, right. Yeah. But if it was a nefarious mission, then he turned, then yeah, you could be hiding out. So there are a lot of questions, but I think that's good. I think that the trailer should introduce these questions. It's getting us to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And have I'm these excited. conversations, which is exactly what a trailer should do. Right. Yep. And it has us excited about the movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think so, from all three of us, this is a trailer worked, mission accomplished. Let's yeah. Yeah. The movie. Because, you know, going into this, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, wow, they're still trying to make that work. Yeah. Right. And instead, like, we're legitimately excited about it. Yeah. Because looking at the trailers for the past uh, Terminator movies, it's been like, oh, yeah, I, rem- I remember those days where I used to get excited about Terminator movies. Yeah. And now... It's it's turned the tide. So. Right. I mean, Terminator Two was on uh, TV a few nights ago, just as I was flipping through the channels, yeah. and you know, I caught it fairly early on. It was in the first act, and I watched a good part of it, and it still totally holds up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I just a it. mm-hmm. it's a great movie, and there's so much. It's interesting that it's one of those cases, at least for me. I acknowledge that the first Terminator movie is iconic and it laid the foundation for the franchise, mm-hmm. but the second movie is really the movie of the franchise yeah, that I absolutely. love. Yeah. Um, it yeah. really, it did everything. It was perfect. I mean, I love, you know, even up to the soundtrack, I mean, I'm a big guns and roses fan and I love the soundtrack mm. in that movie because yep. of there that. There's a huge tie in between the band and the movie. At the oh, time. totally. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, a lot of good stuff. This is going to be a theater movie for me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Moving on, we have, uh, which one do we want to do next? Let's do Bad Boys for Life next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a confession. Okay. Uh-oh. I, I you have a man crush on who? <laughs> no, no. I never saw the first Bad Boys. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. You only saw the second one and that's it? It was the second one? I thought this oh, was the second one. Oh, my gosh, Lou. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, I've never seen any of the Bad Boys stuff. Wow! I, I I know the song and I've got familiarity with the song. I hear it on the radio. I'm like, oh yeah, that was the movie. So the first Bad Boys came out in 1995. The second one came out in 2003. There really was. A, you're, not, you're not kidding. Oh, I'm not kidding. You can go to IMDb <laughs> on your phone over there. Oh. I know we're at Tim's kitchen table here. <laughs> so um, the. The second one was directed by Michael Bay. Was the first one? Yeah, the first one was Michael Bay. So these yeah. are two of the only Michael Bay movies I like. Oh, yeah, and this one. this one is not Michael Bay. True, true. So that's an important point. Now, to make. You know, we're talking about the Sean Penn movie, right, from nineteen eighty three. Yes, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe you've never seen. I've never seen. I'm sorry. I, I, it was on my radar. I always Man. wanted to see it, but I never did. So, 
uh, it's, I mean, since we're talking about our history or lack thereof with this the franchise. This is coming out in January, by the way, January yeah. 17th. Okay. Uh, the first Bad Boys, Bad Boys movie, I'm a fan. I like it. It's it's a good movie. The second movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's probably a top 20 movie for really? me. Really? Okay. It's that okay. good. Oh, okay. I absolutely love Bad Boys 2. Uh, so I am so excited and about this movie. the first movie, you said it was same director, same cast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, generally. I mean, okay. at least the two core characters. Mm. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen the second one. I need to rewatch it. Um, I remember there were moments in the second one that I definitely preferred over the first, but I think the reverse is true as well. Um, well it's funny because this is two movies in a row now that we're talking about a sequel that sounds like you guys are saying is as good or better than the original. It's not usually the way. You don't you're, No, you're right. That. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not saying I disagree with Tim. I'm saying I'm not sure whether I agree or not. But I would say that it is at least close to being as good as the first. Like okay. it, there, there's not a lot of difference between the two. Is the first one better? Is the second one better? Eh, I, to me, that might be nitpicking a little bit. Though I need to watch the second one. It's at least really close to the first one. Yeah, but even if it's it not may on be par, better. Because usually, oh, it's, it's like, definitely on par. You know, second movie is like okay, too bad. Yeah, you, you try, right. but no. Yeah, no. no and really I think lost. that honestly, the gap between the two movies, uh, as far as their release, probably helped a lot with that. Again, I mean, we're talking uh, what ninety five to two thousand three, so an yeah. eight year mm, yeah. gap between the two, and now we've got uh, sixteen years yeah. between the two. Yeah. yeah. I think that helps because the second one, it didn't feel like a money grab. It didn't feel like here's the obligatory sequel. Okay. No, it not at all. Purposeful. It was its own story. It, yeah. Very much okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. It was truly its own story. I mean, it was still a continuation of um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's characters. Right. But it was, it was largely just a, a it, it, it was another story. That's really all it was. I mean, there, yeah. you don't have to have seen the first one to get the second one uh, because there's not that much connective tissue. I mean, you get it with it. The, the, the opening scene of the second movie. You get it. You get that. Okay. They're cops. You get, you know, the environment they're working in. You get all that. Yeah. So you, you really do understand. And I think the there's second, a history there. And yeah. yet there's still two very distinct characters. Mm -hmm. Yep without fighting against each other, but there's still also tension. So it, yes, it hits a lot of the right spots without falling into a lot of the buddy cop movie tropes. Okay. Yeah. And Gabriel union, um, mm -hmm. Gabriel union was in the second one and hearing that they're coming out with a spinoff television series with her and Jessica Alba right. made me really excited because while she didn't have that prominent a character, it, it was, she still had a great it, character. It was she, a solid secondary character. Didn't yeah. get a lot of screen time, but she did really well with that character. And I enjoyed yeah. that character. And okay. I, I got, ex I, I'm bummed that it went to a network that I don't really have access to, but I was looking forward to the spinoff series. Yeah. Um, so she was uh, Martin Lawrence's sister mm -hmm. and uh, she was DEA. Yeah. So she had like this, she had a great role in it and, and it was, and it was done terrifically well because she wasn't, um, it, it wasn't this damsel in distress kind of thing. Um, no, she had agency in the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, even though the basically, sorry, Lou, going to talk about the movie. 
<laughs> it's only been 16 years. Yeah. Um, you know, even though in the last act she's she's taken hostage, but she's still a badass in that. Like she's part of her own rescue. Okay. Yeah. Which is just awesome. So, you know, I mean, that was just simply a, a, a catalyst in in the story. And uh, yeah. So so I would say it's worth bumping both the first and the second ones to near the top of your watch list. Yeah, I'm planning on watching because, I mean, the, the trailer, and we just watched it before we started recording, looks fantastic. It looks funny. I want to see it. Yeah. It also looks like the kind of trailer or movie that, like you said, the first one, first and second one, you didn't need to see the first one to understand the second one. This one, because of that gap and because it looks like it's probably the final movie in this grouping, I doubt they maybe go beyond that. Maybe not. But um, it looks, things they've said in there look like it's kind of the ending of the pair of these two. And, yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I, I need it to see. It could depend on how well it does. <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that makes a big difference. But to me, it looks like you need to see the first and second one to understand some of the more nuances and some of the more inside jokes in this third one that are going to be there, it sounds like. I don't know, because I, I think the second one, it made it more fun if you understood it from the first one. But I also think that it didn't rely on... A lot of the, kind of the inside jokes okay. from the first one. Too. Not at all. I mean, this one, I mean, even right down to the end of the trail when they have the the three younger cops kind of singing the bad boys song and, and Will Smith's like, no, 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 that stops right here. That kind of thing to me looks like it's like, okay, they're doing more throwbacks to the first two than they may have done in the first one and the second one. It's it's a little self-referential to the second movie just because um, Martin Lawrence's character like constantly screws up the lyrics. But I think like, at least for how it, they showed that scene in the trailer, that yeah. scene is funny on its own. Yeah, still. that's the thing. Yeah. It still also yeah. stands yeah. on its own. There's a little bit more if you had what came before, but you don't need it. Yeah. Okay. And there's a scene in in the look like it was in a bar where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are in there. And Martin Lawrence says, you know, hey, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to retire. And and Will Smith says, oh, it, here we go again with that crap. Yes, that's referential to the second movie. But again, I don't know that it is necessarily a, a, a linchpin in understanding what's yeah. going on in this okay. one. But it's also referential to like every other buddy cop movie. Yeah, it ever, is. Like, oh yeah, the guy wants to retire. Yeah, yeah. it's almost a, a kind of a meta joke. Yeah, even. yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, another uh, character that's in this, uh, you know, secondary character. There's 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 largely two of them um, that kind of go through the the trilogy here. You've got uh, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. who I love as an actor. Yep. The, the, the dude is awesome in everything that he's in. And uh, so he's the, he's basically the, the, the police captain who they work for. And he is a tremendous foil for these two guys as, as cops and like everything that they try to get away with, he calls them out on it and he's, they stress him and all that. So it's, it, he's a really funny counterpoint to them. Um, and then also, um, actually, I don't see her in the cast list. Who? Uh, Martin Lawrence's wife, Marcus's wife in this. Um, I don't remember the character's name nor the actress. So, yeah. Uh, Teresa. Um, oh gosh. And the actress's name is Teresa also. I don't see her and here. I don't see IMDb. that she's in it. Yeah. So she, yeah, I guess she's not she's in this not one, in um, which is too bad because she was also, again, she probably had in 
the first two movies, just a handful of minutes of actual stuff, but she was the family touch point for Martin Lawrence's character. Right. Which was also kind of part of the thing that in one, in one sense it grounded him and was one of the things that made him not want to be a cop anymore. But on the other hand, it was funny because she absolutely loved Will Smith's character. And yeah. so like she encouraged the whole, Oh, you guys are partners and this is great and all that. And well, and Martin Lawrence is trying to like separate himself from that. So right. it was like, you know, all these forces were constantly against him in it. But, um, yeah, I'm this, that is absolutely a theater movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie that I love. My wife loves it. Um, in, in, in terms of bad boys too, uh, in particular. So we're definitely going to see this one. I think the trailer probably didn't have to work too hard to sell me. Yeah. But it had comedic moments without making me feel like it probably revealed every joke in the movie. Cause I know better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had some good action shots, a uh, little bit of story, like not a whole lot, but I mean, doesn't need to necessarily. There was in the montage of all these different clips of things that that bugs me a little bit. I don't like there are some movies where you kind of need a montage of action stuff because you've got some really slow moments, but then you mm-hmm. need to show that there's also a lot of action in the movie. Right. To me, this that montage was a little bit wasted and even dangerous mm. to an extent in the sense that it showed what I believe to probably be a spoiler. Mm. Uh, and I don't know whether I should point it. It's only from the trailer. I know nothing externally from the trailer about this movie. So I'm talking about something specifically in the trailer that I saw. Right. And deductive reasoning makes me now make an assumption about it. I don't know whether to say it or not, but I guess I can, cause it's there in the, yeah, it's in trailer, yeah. And my fault for the movie for 16 this, years. Uh, they're running <laughs> down the hospital hallway with uh, a gurney, and, and Martin Lawrence's character is there pushing the gurney with them, and it's definitely looking like, you know, it's not one of these, the character gets shot, and then later you end up in the ho- the hospital room, and you bring flowers in, and you have a little chat and all that. Like, somebody is dying. Well, in the beginning of Bad Boys 2, he was shot in the ass. Yeah, but even then, so, it was a joke. It oh, yeah, it was like very comedic. Dying. Like, this yeah. looks like this is one of those big, tense, emotional moments. So I'm right. guessing end of second act, beginning of third act, it's probably Will Smith's character gets shot. <clears throat> to me, like, and that maybe doesn't spoil anything, but why throw that in the trailer? Right. It's not needed. The only thing it can do is... Yeah, it didn't do anything for the story in the trailer. Or right. You see it, it's just, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the the movie itself, um, the first two, the first one made like sixty five million dollars back in what, ninety. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even see the number. Yeah, I looked it up in uh, in box office right now. But the second one made one thirty eight and it was the eleventh grossing movie of two thousand three. Yeah. So, you know, that is pretty good number wise for for a top, you know, almost top ten movie. Mm -hmm. It'll get some pretty good heavy hitters that year, too. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Return of the King was that year. Finding Nemo, mm. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was in the top there. Matrix Reloaded. So it was a lot of Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, how's this going to do box office wise? I think. I mean, I'm confident in this. You think one. it'll do a when, smash uh, you know, out of the park? So it comes out. Did I say it comes out in January? I don't mm-hmm. Yes, January 17th. So that seems like an odd release time, mm, but yeah. I don't think it's going to have a lot of competition. 
I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a blockbuster, but it's going to do it's, it's going to do well. I think it's a it, franchise they haven't milked it to death, right? right? So it's been a lot of pent up years <clears throat> to get this out there. Will Smith is still a very recognizable name in in oh, movies. Yeah. I wonder if it's not that they're trying to stay away from any sort of Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, blah 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 releases. I mean, we're getting to the point because where who some wants of these popular as them, right? That we're getting to a point where the schedule is filling up yeah. so much with yeah. these juggernauts. So you can be a blockbuster and not necessarily a juggernaut. I think we're seeing a whole new level true, of the true, yeah, release now. That way, right. But I think that this is, I think this qualifies as a blockbuster film. This is an event to go see. And, mm-hmm. and I'm a little surprised they're coming out in mid-January. It makes me wonder if the studio is not confident in the movie. But it could simply I, be that they're just trying to avoid yeah. some of these other I don't see how the studio could be at the box office. This movie. I mean, I think th- this this trailer does what a trailer should do. It wants. Yeah. yeah, it gets me to want to see the movie. It gets me to want to go back and see the first two movies. Like, <laughs> so, right, which is good. It does a great work, sell. It does his work threefold. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, right. It's going to get butts in the seats. Yeah, and there's not going to be a lot of competition in mid January. I think the biggest hurdle for it is going to be: Are we going to get some big freak snowstorm the weekend that comes? Out? I mean, we've yep. seen that happen before. Yeah, that that could take a movie. Aside yep. from that. Um, I'm confident it's going to do well. I mean, yeah. the winter movie drafts are always a, a bit tough. You've got kind of the Oscar season movies, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's just generally not a lot released. I think this is going to be one of the big movies of that season you, easily. You, you bring up a real interesting point, Eric, which has nothing whatsoever to do with trailers, but I think it's relevant mentioning um, or exploring a little bit more. These juggernaut level movies are essentially making a, a lot of studios essentially avoid the month mm-hmm. that these are expected to be released. And so like Marvel has like three months out of the year where they release movies. Yeah. Uh, Lucasfilm, you know, likes to put things out in, in November now for Star Wars movies. And that, so, December. Or December. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like creating this avoidance strategy, which might be changing the landscape of how film has been released in theaters for decades. Yeah. You know, everyone talks about the summer blockbusters. Well, there's blockbusters now that are released well outside of the summer season. Mm-hmm. And so I think we we may see things kind of get, you know, metered out a little bit more throughout the year because yeah. those juggernauts have a lock. And on the months are, that they're in, and no one wants to compete with them. That's the thing. The movies that do compete, there are movies that should be solid successes mm-hmm. that aren't not because they failed on their own merits, but just because of what they were up against that yeah. weekend. And those movies are considered bombs and don't do well. Yeah. And, and the, even the perception of the movies, as far as people picking it up on, on home video and stuff mm-hmm. like that, all because of what they were up against at the time. Yeah. And I think it also probably affects what studios choose to greenlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we put this somewhere? Do we have room for it in our schedule? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe not. And I bet there are things that get turned down that would have otherwise gotten picked up because of competing juggernauts. Yeah. I think we're seeing a really different dynamic yeah. industry-wise now over the last five or six years mm-hmm. at least that we haven't really paid that close attention to, but I think it warrants 
Yeah, we're gonna have to looking at that. We have to put this topic on random chatter a little more and delve into that because I you're right. So. Yeah. If a juggernaut well, movie, movie chatter too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna throw in the show I'm on because yeah, I'm yeah, jealous. Yeah. I was about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though. If a juggernaut movie doesn't do, you know, four hundred million dollars, yeah, it's a flop. And yeah. we're seeing some good movies now that look like good movies, at least, you know, big names, big people involved in the in the making of uh-huh. going right to Netflix or Hulu yeah. or, uh-huh. you know, other streaming service, iTunes, whatever, yeah. that never see the light of day in a theater or the release day and date with the theater on the streaming service, which means the theater numbers are skewed way low. Yeah. But it was still a good movie. So, you know, what. Where do these other movies kind of fall in? Well, and the other thing, too, and you're talking about movies going directly to streaming services. Oh, this would be a great movie chatter episode. Um, things going straight to streaming services. And maybe we should save this question to answer later. But yeah. do movies have to be great? Can they be good? I mean, I've seen movies on streaming services that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Sure. But I wouldn't call them great. And I probably wouldn't have paid to see them in the theater. But after I got done watching it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I walked away thinking, oh, that was was better. I thought I really enjoyed that. So I think that we're we're sitting back in these, uh, you know, these lounge couches with someone fanning us and feeding us grapes. And Mm. we're just looking at them saying, "Okay, feed me. Like we have this sense of entitlement about what we consume media wise, where everything has to be the pinnacle, the Netflix ultra all the time. Yeah, yeah no, and it can just simply be entertaining. It can just I, be yeah, good. it's right. a moment. It's a, yeah. it's a two hour moment. Yep. Is, is it worth it or not? Is what we should be asking. Not, yeah. is it the ultimate in, in, yeah, yeah. Entertainment. Well, it doesn't have to be, but that's and, kind of what we're expecting now of our theater, yeah. theater experiences. And I think that's what Netflix in a lot of ways is banking on when either they're making originals and not to say that they're saying, hey, let's be subpar. Uh, right. right. <laughs> yeah, let's shoot for mediocrity. Uh, but let's do as best we can with a 20 million dollar budget. Yeah. Like, you know, Netflix did uh, uh, Bright. Speaking of Will Smith. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was freaking incredible. That was amazing. Definitely theater worthy. But that uh, did had issue story wise. Oh, but... sure. Well, but, but what movie doesn't? But they did really, really well. Um, you know, so I, they have there's Netflix originals. And again, all the streaming services basically have this same fundamental construct where they have their yeah. originals or there's a movie that the production studio said, eh, you know what? We made it. We don't really feel like paying to have it distributed in theaters. Uh, we'll put it up for auction. Right. And the streaming services bid on it, and then they get distribution rights to it. And that works. And there's some that are really good, and there's some that aren't, just like what ends up in the theater. So, I mean, there's 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 some movies that are total flops in the theater that end up being Netflix originals that it's like, wow, if you reverse that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, this yeah. Netflix original would have done pretty well, I think, in a theater versus, you know, some flop. But then, you know, obviously yeah. Netflix wants to do well. They want to they want to have a draw and they want to be talked about. And that's the thing, because people don't buy one time viewings in Netflix. So when they can get folks to talk about a movie that they have, that's what's bringing more subscriptions to them. So, yeah. All right, well, way off got, topic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're running about an hour here, so let, let's crank up this last one real quick. Knives Out. Now, oh, that's the wrong tab. It's actually playing the trailer. I don't want that. So this is the newest movie by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, right there in the trailers, God, from the director of The Last Jedi, and I'm thinking, ooh, might want to keep that on the down low. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, which, again, was a box office juggernaut. Yes. You you can't say it was a failure because it wasn't. No, but it stirred up controversy, and people had very decisive views on whether or not they liked it or not. That's very true. Yeah. Um, So... Real quick before we talk about the trailer, Ryan Johnson, obviously he did The Last Jedi. And the other two movies he's best known for, uh, I'm going to say, are Brick, which was kind of an independent movie. It was a murder mystery, I think, in in high school. It starred Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a teenager um, trying to investigate the disappearance of his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and it sounds like kind of a goofy concept, but I think it was meant to be more, I haven't seen it, but meant to be more of kind of a serious, almost noir sort of I thing. Saw right? a, you guys have both yeah. seen Brick. Yeah, I saw it a while ago, though. I only saw it once, but okay. I remember yeah. it being very good. It was it was a dark story. I mean, it was it was definitely yeah. intriguing. Um, People seemed to appreciate it and seemed to like it. And then after that, he did Looper. That's a good movie. Time I travel. liked Looper I a yeah. lot. Looper, yeah, T- time travel for me is my jam. So yeah, yeah, and I, I thought that. he did it well. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. was it was a really well written story. He also did, and I didn't realize this. He did the Brothers Bloom, which is a movie I had no interest in, and people said, "No, you've got to watch it." And I did, and it was legitimately good. I did not see it. It was, Let me um, pull it up here in IMDb because I would recommend it to people. It starred um, Adrian Brody. And Mark Ruffalo hmm. and Rachel Weiss and uh, Adrian Brody and I think Mark Ruffalo played his brother, but they're con men and they're taking on one last job and it involves uh, Rachel Weiss's character who's uh, an heiress and it was a really good movie and it had I might have seen it then. and a pretty decent twist going on. I and know I haven't seen this one, but I it sounds like somebody I'd like. Yeah. It was I think worthy of recommendation. It was really good. And I, I went into it expecting no, I'm not gonna like this. And even right. the trailer was kinda like, okay, it doesn't look as bad as I thought it might be. Still not sure I'm gonna like it. And I really liked it. Yeah. It's good. So anyway, that's Ryan Johnson. He's the uh the director of this and also wrote it mm-hmm. and it has some people in the cast. Oh yeah. It's got an incredible cast. Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, uh, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson, Catherine Langford, Frank Oz, Frank Oz. Yep. But not credited as anybody. That's interesting. Uh, Ricky Lindholm. Yeah. Who is a great actress. Yeah, really, really tremendous. Uh, it's it's funny. I, I like in this trailer how, like, the first third of the trailer, you have a lot of people who are asking Daniel Craig questions, and the camera pans to him, and he says nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, here's another short scene, and then someone asks his character a question, and he says nothing. And so they kind of keep building it and building it. And then when he finally does speak, like, you're expecting the, you know, the English James Bond voice. Um, and he's using a Southern accent, an American Southern accent, which is just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I think this just, it looks funny. It looks intriguing. 
Um, I'm kind of holding this up to like the um, the the most recent take of Murder on the Orient Express, the one done by Kenneth Branagh, yeah. where it's a it's a good whodunit, um, and there's enough lighthearted comedy in it that kind of caters to that part of your mind as well, too. Well, so that's another interesting thing. We're talking here about the second of the two trailers for this mm -hmm. movie, and the first one made the movie almost feel like it was more of a comedy. Oh, yeah. To me. And yeah. the second mm. one, I don't see a comedic element in it. Yeah. Like, there's some sarcasm, but it doesn't look comedic. So two different trailers with two very different mm -hmm. tones selling what appears to be two different types of movies. So from a trailer point of view, you can look at it two ways. Number one, it's like it doesn't really know what it wants to be. On the other hand, you could say, well, it's both and mm -hmm. hopefully successfully because the first one looked like it would probably succeed at something being funny. This one looks like it would probably succeed at being, like you said, kind of a, a follow up to Murder on the Orient Express, which, by the way, the recent version of that also very good. Yeah, okay. I was surprised. Um, I think that. that the first trailer was the first trailer was the Chris Evans hook. There was probably which and the timing with Endgame, Avengers yeah, Endgame. The timing of it was perfect. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of Chris Evans in it. He was funny in it. Yeah. Saying things that you don't expect Captain America to be saying. Um, right. In it. Mm. And so that was the that is exactly why that trailer was cut the way it was. It was very, very specific marketing. We're going to ride the Chris Evans wave. And then this trailer is kind of the more, I, I won't say legit, but it's the more comprehensive trailer. Mm, yeah. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. See, and I'm just not sold on this movie yet. I mean, I like Ryan Johnson. I like mm -hmm. a lot of the people that are in this movie. There's a lot of names there, but to me, there's no real hook to say, uh, yeah, I got to go see this for me that yet. I, I don't yeah. know. And I don't think there's going to be one. And I'm worried that, I mean, these types of movies I and mean, whodunits and mysteries don't do really well financially in the box office. Yeah, this, this would be a hard sell for a movie draft. But uh, it, it, I, I think it would do better than some of the other. No, it's not going to cap, but it would do better than a lot of other movies do. And I think that a movie like this, especially when you look at the cast and how much they're leaning forward in it there's some potential Oscar stuff in this movie where, yeah. Yeah. I can see. I mean, it's uh, not going to be like a best film or anything like that, but I think yeah. that there's some, they may, yeah. this might be a best writing nominee or something like that based on the storyline and the structure and, and how it goes. Maybe some best supporting actor. Yeah. Actress. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see yeah, that I maybe. See that, but I, now I have to say, I'm a little torn. I might be with Lou on the sense that while I'm interested in seeing the movie, a lot of it I think is based on my trust in Ryan Johnson and not as a star Wars fan, to be clear, I was not a big fan of the last Jedi. I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson's other work, mm -hmm. but I think my interest in this movie is as much about my trust in Ryan Johnson as it is the trailer. Like the trailer didn't really Mm -hmm. hook me that much in fact i think the first trailer made it look more interesting to me in the sense that they're doing something different with the genre and it's mm -hmm. kind of a genre bending sort of thing the second one okay so it's a traditional murder mystery and ryan johnson's doing it and that might make it really interesting and there's probably a couple of good twists and some really good character development and yeah. 
So it's Ryan Johnson doing it. I'm going to go see it because of that. Mm. But that's because of the billing, the actors, actresses, director, not the trailer. Yeah, I mean, from a suspense standpoint, I mean, he's got a track record of doing this well. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, Brick and Looper, Looper both had that element of mm-hmm. you know not giving you all the details and just giving you yeah, breadcrumbs along spooning, the way, not spoon feeding you, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't want a murder mystery to spoon feed me. Yeah, I want right, to yeah. have to try to solve it as I go along. Yeah, right. And like you know, in this trailer, I mean, up until now, I've been wondering what the hell that big thing behind them is the with knives. knives on it. Yeah. Know? I'm like, okay, it's knives out. There's knives there. Where does that fit in? But then we did hear the get your knives out in this trailer as as dialogue. Right. Um, which, okay, there's where that hook is to the the, the title. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still wondering where the hell this big thing of knives is. And you see... And it's almost Game of Thrones-esque. Yeah, very much so. But you see a couple people with knives in their hands in this trailer yeah. throughout different parts of the movie. And one, in fact, falling from somebody or thrown from somebody off the top of the building. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that make me say, okay, I really want to know more, so I want to see it. Right. But I'm still torn. One thing yeah. I will say about this trailer, it was cut too long. It's about a third too long. Um, yeah. There was stuff How that was in it that I think trailer? was a little kind of yawny. Really? Um, just being out of context. Yeah, and, it's and two and a half a, minutes long. Yeah, a trailer okay. needs to move along faster. It should have okay. been less than two minutes. Okay, I see your point, I guess. And it didn't really do much to let you know what the nature of the story is other other than it's a murder mystery. Mm. And I guess it can't. Yeah. It can't give you too much detail well, about the story. Well, it gave more detail than the first one. No, it, it definitely we know did. more about the... the but I think this goes back to what you were saying about the fact that if you therefore can't do that, cut the trailer shorter. Yeah. Okay, I think they yeah, were trying to explore more of the characters in this trailer. Mm. Um and give you a better sense of like a who's who. And there were some of, but I only felt like I walked away that, knowing that about felt a little flat two characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep waiting for, okay, who's professor Plum? Who's in the, in the conservatory? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 The There's a clue it, feeling to yeah. it. And yeah. to me, that's a bad feeling for this. Cause even though. Yeah. I don't want the day, characters to be caricatures, even with murder on right. the Orient express. And I was oblivious to the story before going into this recent Mm-hmm. telling of it um so i got to go through the movie unspoiled i know yep. a lot of people it's a classic story so people went into the movie already knowing what's going on um even that you had characters that were characters and almost yes. caricatures but not a like couple. a clue yeah. movie right which i'm also a massive fan of this movie really <clears throat> felt like these are normal well i say normal but that these are everyday people yeah like these are normal people with jobs or careers or Mm -hmm. hobbies or whatever. It's more realistic feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I guess to me, it feels like it's been done before because we have some old rich guy that died and all the family that's been kind of disassociated over the years come together. And now they've got to reacquaint themselves with each other. There's some feuds going on. Most recently, the murder mystery movie on Netflix with uh, Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. I didn't see that. Okay. Which, by the way, also surprisingly, good. it okay. was. It wasn't great, but it yeah, was, it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was entertained. Yeah. Now I remember the trope for it. No, <clears throat> I didn't see it. But it basically, again, it was a trope, and yeah, this sounds like a trope, and and so that's the thing. How much is this going to be able to avoid being what we've seen right. before? What does Ryan Johnson bring to the table that's different and fresh? And I think that's what it is. Ryan Johnson brings 
things to the table that you're not expecting, but I yeah. think he sets it up so that you're expecting the tropes and then he does something different with it. Mm -hmm. So he sets you up to expect tropes. Even with Brick, the, the trailer for it was very film noir and mm -hmm. a voiceover narration, mm -hmm. etc. With Looper, you're expecting kind of a, almost a Terminator-esque kind of going back in time to kill someone so something doesn't happen in the future. Right, right, right. Um, and this is, you know, Clue, the board game, but in a movie. Right. And yeah. he's going to do something different with it. But again, my confidence in the movie is then back to my trust in Ryan Johnson's writing. Yeah. Not the trailer. Okay. So for me, to bring it full circle, the trailer, this trailer doesn't sell the movie to me. I was interested in the movie, but I think the first trailer made me more interested. The second trailer not only doesn't make me interested, it wonders if my interest that was created by the first trailer is misplaced. Because if this isn't going to have a strong comedy bent to it, then maybe the interest generated by the first trailer was misplaced. And now I'm back to merely wanting to see it because it's Ryan Johnson. I might see it in theaters. I definitely will see it. Definitely interested. But now I'm confused, I think. I, I have a lot of confidence in this. Um, this will this will be a movie viewing for us. Um, my wife and I both like the genre. We like a lot of the actors. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a okay. it's a thing for us. Yeah. But what, but what about the trailer? Did the trailer do anything to hook you further or to reinforce your confidence? Or most most of the trailer did. Okay. Like I said, I think there was some extraneous material in that trailer, which so I, I think it should have been cut better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, most of this trailer was was solidified that hook okay. for us. Okay. Okay. For me, I think I'm more inside with Eric. I, I think I was interested because it's Ryan Johnson beforehand. Um, this trailer may have piqued my interest a little bit more than the first one because it gave us more detail on some of the characters and some more of the, okay, well, I want to know about this. I want to know about that. Um, but I wouldn't say it's making me, you know, you know I can't wait to see this movie now. It, it's yeah. going to be more interested, but I'm not, oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm chomping at the bit to go yeah. hit the theaters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Trailer Breakdown. We want to hear your thoughts. Let us know what you think about these movies. Do you want to go see Knives Out? Uh, does the Joker movie interest you at all? Are you at all disappointed in Lou for having never seen any of the Bad Boys movies? I mean, come I am. On. I, I am. still can't get over Pick that. me. And I will then, rectify uh, that problem. I hope so. And then Terminator, do you think that, I mean, are you excited that we're going to get a franchise reboot that actually might work this time? Or do you not think it's going to work? Let us know what you think. Email us at trailerbreakdown at randomchatter.com. Or you can just type in TBD at randomchatter.com. It all goes to the same place. Let us know your thoughts. You can also find us in Discord. If you go to randomchatter.com slash Discord, that will give you a link into our server. If you're not already there, the Discord app is free. You can get it on smartphones, tablets, your computer. It doesn't matter what platform. It's available for free. The server is free. And we would love to see you there. There is a trailer breakdown channel in Discord, just like there are channels for all of the shows on the network. And that would be a great place to discuss this episode and see what other people think about it. 
If you'd like to help support the network, you can do so by going to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. Now, as a special thank you to the people who help support the network, we do have additional channels in the Discord server that open up for anybody who donates even just $1 a month. In fact, most of the people who donate, it's just a dollar a month, and we really, really appreciate it. It goes farther than you might think it it does. It really does help uh, defray a lot of the costs of running the network. And we're very grateful for that. Um, we also have some additional bonus content for people who donate at the higher levels. Again, more information on that at randomchatter.com slash Patreon. We would love it if you would hop into iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're getting this podcast from and leave us a review. We appreciate the star ratings. That is a big help. And if you don't feel like typing something out, at least uh, please do that for us. But if you would maybe take a few minutes and just a quick paragraph about why people might like this show, why you think people should check us out. We would really appreciate that, too. Word of mouth, whether through leaving reviews or talking to your friends or whatever, that's another great way to help support the network. And we really appreciate it. And then finally, if you want to support us by maybe picking up some merchandise, you can go to randomcheddar.com store. And we have T-shirts and coffee mugs and different things you can pick up. So, uh Head over and check that out as well. That's going to do it for this episode of Trailer Breakdown. This was a lot of fun recording here in Tim's kitchen. Three of us in person once again. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, yeah. it's been great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I suppose it was somewhat worth it. I don't know. Will you, it was. Okay. Well, I mean, I had a real bed last night, so I had a good night's sleep. Well, yeah, you I had to sleep the on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, other than that, I mean, the, the service is good here. Towels were well, not really ready in the morning. I had to. I had to Call the front desk with it. Oh my god! <laughs> you should ask for a partial refund. For that. I should. I should. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're supposed to deliver them up to your room, and if yeah. they didn't do that, yeah, I think that's an automatic ten percent off. Uh, well, you're gonna have to file a uh, complaint with the home office in triplicate. I'm thinking oh, better business bureau. Copy of your receipt. Yeah. You get a receipt. All right. Well, oh, we will no. figure that out offline. To everyone out there listening, thanks for your support, and until next time, take care.